What's up, Wisconsin? Welcome back to the Inside Wisconsin Show here on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know why I point as if, like, I'm YouTube, but that's John. I'm Trevor. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Yes, right here. Uh, and yeah. I'm glad to be on YouTube right right here this as well. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it could be worse. You could be landing the plane. You know? Yeah, that so too. We're all good. Do you have your buttered turkey thing you set with that today? Uh, we all, all Everything is prepped. Everything is ready to go in, in this house. We have a schedule to keep. <laughs> the roaster will be brought up at the appropriate time. Yeah. Uh, but yes, all things are, I think we're already, you know, um, laying out the, the, well, the thawing process has begun, right? Cause you got to let that sit in the free, uh, the, in the refrigerator. Yeah. So you do oh, it, yeah. but I think we're holding out the stuffing cubes have been diced and sitting out there and getting, I don't know, appropriately stale or I don't know how you do this, but yes. You might be carving by the time this airs. I think that that is fair to say. I know you haven't lived in Wisconsin in, in some time, but when it comes to holiday traditions and these meals, do you find that you brought Wisconsin with you? Do you still kind of tap into the way you were raised with this, or are you all New England now? Um, well, if I really want to feel historical, I just I side with the pilgrims out here, right? Mayflower, <laughs> yeah. rock the whole thing, because then I can just yeah. you know get in with that. But um, no, I, I, I guess since it's always family, it's always rooted in that, then I guess it's yeah. very much home. But in that case, a lot of that is Iowa. We would always zip around to all. It was it always went to one of my mom's brothers or sisters, and most of them were all in Iowa. So we traveled to Iowa all the time uh, to do that. But it's um, whatever it is, it's 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 very homey, regardless of it's where you are, right? I think that's what it's rooted in, and and uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of Wisconsin in it for sure. Today's guest is absolutely rooted here in Wisconsin, Charlie Barons. He does Wisconsin as good as any Wisconsin can. Yeah. He's, hilarious he is he is uh well one we're glad he's back right second time um it's not we're not i don't know that we're going to be in the process of the in the in the business of recycling guests but in this case since he was so early on and he's so good and so popular and so funny it's great to have him back but uh charlie he challenges you to look in the mirror and see all of your wisconsinness which (laughs) own it right and i think what the bay part is most of us looking go cool i'm in Right, got no problem with it. You know, or some people, some people look in the mirror and they go, "No, that's not what we are. No, 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 we're not really like that." I look at them like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty much me, and that's pretty much us." Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, for sure. perfect. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Just <laughs> to right, prove it right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh huh, for sure. All right, Wisconsin <laughs> through and through. Charlie Barons, the Manitowoc Minute. Let's keep her moving on the Inside Wisconsin Show. Here's the mirror, people. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. JA, our followership is significantly yes. different since the first time Charlie Barron's was on the show, and so is Charlie Barron's career. So I just let, like to say, dude, welcome back. I can only imagine where your career is going to go from here now. Incredible. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. You're very kind. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, I, it's just a day I, I don't really remember where I was when we first talked or what, 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 what emotionally speaking, where I was or where I was physically. <laughs> Speaking, but you know, I'm sure I was there, and you, and now we're here. You know, and time is an illusion to all of us. I read that somewhere on an Instagram post. 
Not a bumper I sticker. Didn't like it, Not a bumper sticker. It was on an Instagram post. I thought about it. I looked at it. I didn't like it, but I did think about it. So who knows what it really means, you know? Are you an active social media uh, type? No, I really, uh, if I'm on social media, I'm just like, uh, I'm like a squirrel that walked under the box. You're propping up with a stick and put a little piece of peanut butter in there. And then someone yeah. pulls the stick if I get down the rabbit hole, you know, or in the squirrel hole, I suppose. It's yeah. some, it's a trap. You know, I, I honestly d I dislike it very much. I think it puts, it like makes the brain a little placky, you know, it makes you kind of slow, you know. As a guy who uh, is very funny and you make a lot of your living with comedy, I always find, I'd be curious to know, it seems to me everybody on, on the social media thinks they're the funniest person in the world, but nobody seems to have a sense of humor about it. <laughs> have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah, no? I mean, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, first of all, when I started doing this, there weren't maybe a ton of comedians doing it but then i think you know comedians um realized the only way to sell tickets was to get on social medias and then um that brought in a lot more comedians but then as a lot more comedians got on there and they were just doing normal videos on their phones then everyone was like well shoot i can do that you know mm -hmm. and really anyone can do it you know it's pretty uh it's pretty <laughs> i was just trying to wipe off my screen and it's just it's this hole I put in the wall, you know? <laughs> How'd that get there? How'd you do? How, you know, uh, how did it get there? Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm going to lie to you right now or tell you the truth. Um, I got frustrated. I think I hit it with the side of my phone. So anger oh. issues. Anger issues. Yeah. It, I didn't oh. think I was hitting it that hard. It's soft drywall, you know, it's softer. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah, plasterboard. Like there, there's hard drywall and then there's soft drywall. I got the soft stuff. You know, this stuff yeah. was raised, this drywall was raised on participation trophies. And, and <laughs> that kind of yeah, fourth, you, fourth level of the podium. Got yeah, it. Yeah, you need, you need gypsum with a little, a little, um, you know, intestinal fortitude. By the way, why do you have a, why do you have a Sharpie? Are you taking notes or are you going to deface something? What's going on? ADD. I, I, it's like a little, a little thing. It's this or my knife. You want to see my? See, I, got, I got this cool knife. Look at that! Whoa! Oh, Isn't that cool? Sure, so it's cool. A, I think it's legal too. It's a small enough blade where that little switch thing just became legal. So, well, what's illegal? They must be legal. Someone sent a bunch in the mail. Buck knife, actually, because I, I, um, I have a buck knife. Actually, I, I didn't even know it, it wasn't even a buck knife. It was just a knife. And I grew up thinking all knives of that nature were called buck knives ever since I was a kid, you know, because that's a knife you use to, to skin a buck. So I just call mm -hmm. it buck knife. And I didn't realize that buck was an actual knife brand until I was doing this old fashioned video. And I was stirring up the old fashioned with said buck knife. And they said, hey, hey actually, that's not a buck knife. And I said, the hell it isn't. I've, I've cleaned a buck with this. You know, sure. It's a buck knife. It's not a it's not a fillet knife for fish. That's a different thing. Although I have cleaned a perch with a buck knife now, an actual buck knife, and that's a hard knife to clean a fish with. Not impossible though. So there you have it. Yeah, that's a thicker blade, blade, right? You need a thinner one to fillet. I don't know. I don't. No, I have never. Ends, you know. 
I have we, never got, we can't a- move on from that buck knife thing here for a second. You and Amanda both believe that every knife is indeed a buck knife. This I cannot make this up. I shot a deer this week and sent Amanda to the store to pick up a buck knife. And the buck was capitalized. B. Capital B. That's the brand. Buck knife. Proper she now. came back with everything but a buck knife. Well, here's my question, though. Why didn't you go with your buck knife hunting? That's bad luck, man. You can't take a knife into the woods while you're hunting. It's too, you, you can't think that far ahead. You just got to be in the moment. You know what? Maybe that's why that I didn't, didn't know where it was. Maybe that's why I didn't get deer this year. Oh, you were bow hunting? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm, I've got two in the, in the hopper as we speak. I shot a buck on October 23rd and a doe this past week, and I have six more tags to fill on Wisconsin. Congratulations. How yeah, big of a freezer do you have? Multiple. Multiple freezers? Yeah. Two and a half. So do you have is it hanging right now in the garage? Is it is no. it dressed out just hanging no. there? Because that's no. always my favorite time of year. Not only just when you go into the woods, but when you go by and people's garage doors are open and like every third one's got a got a buck hanging there as you go by. Like but that <laughs> does not happen here in Connecticut. Those are the pros, the ones that are doing it themselves and not taking it to a processor. Yeah, you do it now. Do you do it in your garage? No, I do it. My buddies, we have a a whole setup with all of the things that you would need to process a deer out in his shed, out in the country, very well maintained. Yeah. You got to have that floor drain. That's a big definitely one. have that. <laughs> and a five you can't gallon just bucket. Do that in an average garage, because then then that blood gets in the corners. My my dad <laughs> made that mistake once with a turkey. And I walked out. I remember I was a kid. I walked out into the garage. It was two inches of just bloody water in the garage. Uh, it looked like the shining in the garage. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, it's oh. like one of my core memories, you know? Yeah. So fun. I almost, got one, I almost got a deer on my way home last night, 3 a.m. from the studio. And literally, here he comes rolling across. And I had to, you know, hit the brakes. But that's how that's, I don't have a permit for that. But that's usually how I, that's how I hunt them. Is with yeah. an Audi. <laughs> yeah, you get them on the grill one way or another, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, dude, uh, we appreciate that you got some time sitting here. You have concerts and videos and musings that are being published. Like you're a busy, busy dude. How do you? Uh, how how are we? How are we keeping our schedule straight? And how are we handling all of this? Uh, this workload. Well, I'm not keeping my schedule straight. I think I had to reschedule this interview, in fact. Um, Whatever. Which I apologize for. Um, but, um, yeah, not really keeping the schedule straight. Not doing a great job at that. Um, but trying to have fun. I, I got out. Uh, I did get out deer hunting. Not to bring that up again. But I got out this year. And I did not get out last year. Which I was, I was like, I'm not doing that again. So I got mm-hmm. out this year, and I'm going to get out again this weekend, I think. So, nice. um, yeah, opening. Yeah, for, for the gun opener. I think I might yeah. go bow, though, still, because I'm pretty mm. set on it. Uh, you're like, hmm, interesting choice. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having fun. I'm just uh, – it's kind of like going – I've been going, like, one thing – to the next thing for quite some time that I may not have time to think about from sort of that eagle eye view, you know, because you're going literally from one joke to the next joke, like from a script to a stand-up show to a video to something. So it's it's really been joke to joke for a while. 
that at some point it would be good to take a, a deep breath of air and, and sort of look at the overall trajectory of those jokes, you know? Does that so make any sense? Is that how you, yeah, that makes total sense. That, good follow up here, then, I guess, if I do say so myself. Is it all about comedy? Did it all start with you wanting to be the comedian that you are, knowing that you were searching for a career before the Manitowoc Minute thing hit, Manitowoc Minute hit, but then you have done literally, as John said, everything since then. But is it all? Does it all come back to the stand-up comedy? Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, um, I think that that's kind of my favorite thing to do, and I think it allows me, you know, the most sort of creativity to kind of explore different topics and different things. You know, um, a stand-up bit's a great way to see if something has legs. You know, to see if an idea in your head um, resonates with people. Um, and it, you can do that very quickly and it's very informal. You know, you don't need to come up with a whole video to do that. You can just go find a crowd and test it on stage. So I think that's kind of the basis for a lot of it. When before this, right, award winning Emmy award winning journalist, which is um, that's amazing. By the way, Trev, do you see I got the new I got the new one in there? Oh, did you? Yeah, I put it out there. I put it out there just so you can see. Oh, look at that! Oh, yeah, bring that full screen. Nice, just for you, Trev. But like, when did you when did you make kind of the conscious shift? And I know this is this is a a little apples and oranges, but for longest time, I I was now they're multimedia journalists, but I was a one man band, right? I did all the stuff. I carried the camera, did all the stuff, and also I got hired at ESPN. I thought, crap, I'm an anchor now, full time. I don't, I'm not a photographer. All that, like, there was a mindset switch. This is what I do now. Like, when did you kind of make that switch? You're like, okay, um, for lack of a better term, comedy is my life. Like, this is now what I am. This is my new area. Yeah. Well, really, it was when um, I was doing stand-up, and then the and then I did that Midwest bit in the stand-up set. It was at the comedy store, um, like up in the belly room, like a bringer show, mm-hmm. you know, a show that um, you definitely don't get paid to to do um but it did good my set there did good and the next day i did the first man to walk minute and i named it after this guy in the audience but as soon as that took off i was just uh a mix of shocked and elated and a little scared and whatnot but then i made the next one and the next one the next one so really since that day in 2017 it's it's really been my full-time thing you know, so now you have these you talk about kind of the feedback when you do the jokes, um, you do the minute. It's great, but it's online and you go, OK, I have views and you can have millions. of them. like, oh, that's successful. But like if you're in front of doing stand up in front of that audience, right, the juice is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah. What's it like to perform in front of those groups? Because like I said, you could have a million views, but you're sitting at home and your phone pings. You know, what's it like when you sit right in front of those people and you get that kind of energy? And, and in that environment. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear com- comedians talk about this a lot. It's kind of a bit of an addicting thing, you know, to have people uh, laugh at you because I think what you kind of see, like I had this thought, this observation, plus this punchline, and your laughter is kind of you seeing me. So I think you kind of feel seen in a certain way, but then you can kind of, just like you can see like okay what else do we see together you know Mm -hmm. 
and it's kind of fun. It, it's kind of addicting. And then you're you're seeing life in sort of a new way, like your your observation mindset is on. So you're walking through life, and uh, as we all walk through life, and we all see the same things, uh, but we don't always observe the same things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's just uh, you then kind of open yourself up to those different observations, and you write those down, and you sort of explore kind of who we are as people, and how we like change as people, and what we do, and you know, you hope that. 90% of the things you say, they're just, you know, they're for a laugh. Maybe 10% are somewhat insightful if you're lucky. Um, mm-hmm. But mostly, you know, you're just going to to make people laugh and, and hope that, you know, you can kind of see each other in that laughter. And exactly what you just said is why I'm so pissed off at Craig Council. Literally, it's why I'm so – because what Charlie just explained was – it's what we see together. It's one of us. That's why we love what Charlie does in the Midwest, especially because you're talking about us and you can't put a video out, Craig, and say you're one of us and then go cook. All right, I'm over it. <clears throat> so where I'm going you know, with this is, is that. Is that, is that not the multi, is that like, is that our penance for Wayne Larrabee? You know? <laughs> oh, like, we got Wayne Larrabee from the Bears, you know, and the and and maybe this is, I don't want to say karma, I don't think we should see it that way, but I part of me wondered that, you know. But here's the thing: Larrabee saw a Super Bowl champ, the Bears in '85. His work is done here. Mm-hmm. Council, I do not have a World Series trophy. I'll, I'll let him go. You give me a World Series trophy, you can write your ticket. Go do what you want to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, and guys, don't get me wrong. I was very bummed about that i just i then got to thinking that i wondered if that was the age-old trade that we never knew took place you know yeah so but that does i can't i think kind of lean itself to why everything that you do from a midwest bit right the good old-fashioned tour is what you're on now and i think it's because you literally connect with who we are i was talking with a buddy this week about how like I don't know how angry, literally angry people are about the whole Craig Council move. And he said it makes total sense to me because emotion is the sharpest tool in the toolbox when it comes to persuasion. And I think that that's what you do with your bit, Charlie, is in the Midwest, you tap into the emotional being of who we are. And then ironically, when you go and do it like in L.A. or on the East Coast, they're like, that's that's not who we are. But we find that funny. Is that fair? Yeah, well, I I think you really hit on that, that emotional undertone, because that's universally relatable. And um, people understand family and people understand, you know, trying to be polite when maybe you're thinking something else or people pleasing (laughs) or something like that. You know, there's sort of two ends to each coin. We're very nice in the Midwest. Um, And sometimes that um, that is an authentic niceness. And sometimes it's just people pleasing and it's rooted in like, you know, maybe the, uh, the big Catholic populations here, you know, or something like that. But either way, it's, it's these things that other people from other places can relate to. They can relate to either because those underlying tones of family or, um, connection or, um, trying to be nice, or maybe not saying what you're always thinking. Those are universally, universally relatable 
or they know somebody from the Midwest and that's what makes it relatable. So there are a few different like entry points for people. And the other thing about the Midwest is the people who are from here often historically have left and they've left because a lot of jobs were better in other parts of the country and this, that, and the other thing. So they kind of leave and then they set up sort of these, these consulates, if you will, these Midwest <laughs> consulates, and they're called Packer bars, you know, yeah. and they're called Badger bars or Gopher bars or whatever, you know, we're big into setting up bars for uh, our sports teams in other cities I've found. Yeah. You gotta, we, we have to raise the bar. So I like, I feel like we all have a good sense of who we are in, in Wisconsin and we're like either not surprised by it or we're, we've accustomed to it. And it is, when you go to these other places, uh, I want to know how you think people see us. And I bring that up because I, you know, I work with Steve Levy and he's always like, Anderson, you're from Indiana. I'm like, yeah, Wisconsin. He goes, aren't you from Ohio? Yeah, that's like, they're all just one place. Once you're asked to Philadelphia to, to Levy until you get to Vegas, which is great fun. But do, do you get out there and, and like, how does some of those people see us? Because I fear sometimes they see us as cheesehead wearing bumpkins, which by the way, yeah. might not be accurate. I just wonder how, you know. What sense you get from those that are not in the tribe? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is seen as that, as sort of a flyover seat, um, flyover state, uh, which honestly, I'll take cheesehead wearing bumpkins over not seeing us at all, you know? Um <laughs> You know, and, and I think that was it for a while of just like barely even a thought or a blip on the radar. Um, but, you know, I think as as people kind of dive into anything, they sort of initially see you as sort of the stereotype. And then uh, and then that's maybe a hook to get them in to see more and more and more. At least that's that's what I would hope. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes that doesn't happen at all. It's just a. Um, it's just, uh, you know, they, they are somewhere over there, you know. <laughs> but I think by popularizing, like, I think the Packers have a, done a good job of, of just getting it out there, um, getting sort of that association with where, where Wisconsin is on right. the map, quite literally. And um, I also think the Packers thing, and maybe I mentioned this the last time, I think that's such a cool, unique Midwest thing, mm -hmm. Wisconsin thing of like owning the team, you know, and a lot of people make fun of it and say it's a worthless piece of paper, but it's really not to the people who own it. I think they, that that sense of community uh, and and communal ownership of something so big in the professional mm -hmm. sports world uh, really says something about the place that that team is owned in. So. It's amazing to me. I have never once had to explain to people where I'm from. Where are you from? Green Bay. How many towns are the exact same size? And you're like, and where exactly is that? I, you know, like it never has to never. And, yeah. and that's not just the U.S. borders. Like you can go to a lot of places and people know where. By the way, how are we coping with the Packers rebuilding season right now? Um, I'm, I'm OK with it. I'm OK. Look, it had to happen. Um. I think it's it's different. It's really different going into a game not expecting them to win. You watch the game different. It hits different. And then Big Mare is worse. You know, you look at uh, – maybe I'm not uh, adjusting very well if I say to Big Mare is worse. And then you look over at the Vikings, 
And that quarterback yeah. they got, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. that's, he's fun to watch. And then <laughs> you're like, didn't oh, know so any place. Didn't know any place. Won the game. Stupid. I mean, it's cra- It's nuts. It's nuts to have, in some ways, the feeling that, you know, all the other NFC teams had about the Packers and their fun quarterbacks to watch. And I'm not sure how I feel on this end of the coin. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still conflicted on it. I mean, I think I it's not good. Yeah. I can't get used to the idea that the Lions are good. Like, that's just such a foreign concept that I'm not sure I still digest that. Well, I don't – have you talked to a Lions fan? They don't want to talk about it. They're like, shut up. Don't jinx it. Shut up. Let's talk about anything else. Let's talk about um, – the day I was conceived. They would rather talk about the day they were conceived and think about their parents doing the dirty than think about the Lions and talk. They want nothing to happen, nothing to jinx it. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, summed up perfectly. All right, let's take our first break. More with Charlie Barron's here in just a little bit. The, the Inside Wisconsin Show. What, what show are we? The Inside Wisconsin Show. Easy for me to say. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. Tis the season, J.A., for holiday meals. And yep. when I hear that, I either think I'm going to burn a turkey or I'm going to trust Festival Foods to get it done for me. Right. Have you? Are you the turkey cooker? No, I'm the carver. No. no. It, I, I'm, I'm the man that gets the electric knife and goes after it. And do you have ham, too? Are you Are you a ham? Ham, no ham. ham is Christmas and Easter. So turkey on Thanksgiving, yes. ham at Christmas. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. get behind And when that. I was a kid, oddly enough, when we'd travel, and because my mom had six, seven brothers and sisters, when we always, the, the traveling feast that went, you know, house to house. Uh, when we were in Iowa, we usually always had a pig. We'd have maybe a smoked turkey, but usually my uncle would just slaughter a pig because there were so many people. And we ate a lot of that, which seemed wow, odd. Yeah. And we start cooking that like the day and a half before, as opposed to just getting up at 4 a.m. for the turkey. Yeah, sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't think they're serving full pigs, but Festival Foods has your back. Festfoods.com, and then click on Heat and Serve Holiday Meals. Right there is an order form. It literally says, sit back and let us do the work this holiday season. Order a Heat and Serve Holiday Meal that your entire family is sure to enjoy. The order form is there. You can stop shopping, start shopping there, uh, make your list, whatever it is that maybe there's something that you don't feel confident in. I guarantee you Festival Foods feels confident in it. Right. They can help you out. Heat and serve holiday meals at Festival Foods. I don't want so to my, tamp down sales, but yeah. just make sure you get mashed potatoes and not the stupid cheesy potatoes. Nobody likes those. Wow. And then get regular green beans, not green bean casserole. Not, yeah, well, guess what? Bad okay. news. They have a picture of green bean casserole on this website. Guess what's on top of it? I know the dried onions that, you know, here, listen, but you know what happens? Wait till Who's Amanda wrong does on that one. You, Amanda, wait till this happens. Same thing. Tamara, the kids are coming home. I'm going to do some early shopping. Okay, great. She comes back, opens the thing and goes, God, I can't believe I bought another thing of dried onions. I have some left over for last year. <laughs> like we've got seven boxes of cereal and seven boxes of dried onions or little cans of jerkies, gherkies, whatever it was, uh, uh, canned onions. Because every year we're like, oh, surely we got to be out. No, we're not. We use them once a year. We're not out. Anyway. 
we had more celery salt than we know what to do with. We got that yeah. covered for Bloody Marys. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. A lot of celery salt in this house. Uh, just go there. Festfoods.com. Search for the Heat and Serve Holiday Meals. They got your back for all things holiday meals, whether you want to go there and cook it yourself at your own peril or trust yeah. them to do it for you. Fresh Head to Festfoods.com. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, fresh um, today, we're having a smoked turkey. My father-in-law smoked the turkey for, for Thanksgiving because my mother-in-law had a hip replacement literally four days ago. So... Thank I don't God know if I can connect those two. That's great. Just by the way, again, and if you're going to be one of these people that deep fries a turkey, be careful. Okay, yeah. we don't we don't need to call the fire department on on this day. Okay, Thank let them know. have the day off too. Be careful. See, FS will do it for you. Time for another Inside Wisconsin Top Five list presented by the University of Wisconsin Platteville, a top university in Wisconsin. UW Platteville ranks in the top twenty for regional universities in the Midwest because of its quality academic programs, expert faculty, and affordable tuition. Learn more at uwplat.edu. I feel like we should give them a shout out for having a beautiful campus too, like especially around the fall time of year. Little hilly, little up and down, kind of got to be in shape to attend there, but I'm surprised they can't like, they'll engineer that. I'm sure they're going to engineer something there. That's what they're doing. We don't want to. We want to educate the whole person, the, the body, the soul, <laughs> mentally and so if we can get you in shape by walking to class too it's then you're fine i'm good that's with that. cool we need that and the badgers had their uh preseason camp there this year that's how legit their football stadium is lots mm -hmm. of reasons go to uwplat.edu slash engineering slash we're the best whatever it is all right top five list time ja my turn i know that you yeah. haven't lived here in wisconsin since 1983 turns out i've lived in wisconsin pretty yeah. much since 1983 so Supper clubs, right? Love Midwest, them. love them. Sure. However, there is a little bit of debate I've learned in regards to what the best items are on a supper club salad bar. Like people choose to go to a supper club or not based on what's on the salad bar. So I thought I would give you my top five items on a salad bar, and I fully expect that there will be comments galore as to what I left out and or right. what I thought should be in the top five. That's stupid. I have a quick couple, a couple of quick questions because every yeah. maybe I am old school, but like if you went to the Stratosphere, uh, which a great supper, or maybe Paul's Carriage Inn. I'm trying to think of some other ones that you go. To, that uh, like I don't remember that I had to get up to the salad bar. Like they just brought it to me. No, what? So yeah, apparently no, no, no. that's not a thing. And mm. when we get done, I will tell you about. Uh, um, and by the way, my I only know supper clubs also like the Stratosphere. I remember by name, but most of my just know by like who runs them. Like my mom, my mom uh, would uh, dad would be like, "Well, we just went over to Vernon Judy's." I'm like, "What is that?" Well, that, <laughs> that's who owns the supper clubs. So, like I don't even oh. know the name of where. Well, but we just went to Vernon Judy Crotchet, and so that's where he went ate. Anyway, and that's why it's amazing because that's it has been amazing. some of these. But same I families. have a, I have a great. Uh, I'll top this off at the end with a little explanation point about old Vernon Judy's place. But uh, let's let's hear what you got because, quite frankly, I'm I, I don't see where this could be controversial in the least. Here's some salad. I'm assuming the lettuce is a given, so that we don't. But what if you Honorable like romaine? What if you like oh, go go? Honorable I'm mention. Fascinated by this. Honorable mention salad. That's the honorable mention for the salad bar. Everybody knows that there's salad on the salad bar. Number five, yes, baby corns. Those little baby corns. I think that those make a salad unbelievable in regards to Wisconsin Supper Club. Oh. So watch for the little baby corns. That's number five. They make Chinese food unbelievable, but I don't know about a salad bar, <laughs> but I'm still listening. All right. All right. 
Number four at yep. the end of most salad bars is soups. We don't usually call it a soup and salad bar because everybody just knows that there's soups at the end of the salad bar. Sure. Number four for me, a good chicken dumpling soup and or honorable mention for a 4B clam chowder. There is some amazing clam okay. chowder on some of these salad bars. Let me just say this real quick. Clam yeah. chowder in Wisconsin, pass. And maybe yeah. I'm spoiled here. When you live out here, it's kind of like oh, I don't buy a, it's kind of like I don't want to buy a lobster in Oklahoma. I'll take it out of the water in Maine. But clam chowder dicey once we get inland. <laughs> But anyway, go well, okay, good. Love you it. said really good wrong. Really, really good. That's number four. Number three, we got yep. baby corns. We got clam chowder and or the sure. soup. Number three, spreadable cheese. Well, yeah. And with this, yeah, you have to have it, but there are some that don't. Yeah. I, I don't a, get it. Yeah. I, I'm all I with uh, my, my cacon. The kids here love the cacon of spreadable cheese. Yeah. Here. I don't like it with the port wine. I want it straight. You know, there's a lot of ways we can get that. But I'll take that over the uh, the liver paste any day. See, now that was one that didn't make my top five list, but other people I talked to, liver paste was on their top five list. They got to have the liver paste, not on mine. I don't, I don't know that some. those people are my friends, but okay, I'm okay. with you. <laughs> so what goes good with liver paste and or cheese spread, number two for me, is crackers, but not just any crackers. Like we sure. all understand you can get crackers that come in a little thing, but saltine, they're, sure. They're, yeah, normal saltine, fine, whatever. But there are crackers that are those long, like cracker rods, those skinny, long cracker rods for different ball yep. game, different ball okay. game. Got to have that cracker in particular. Okay. Good. And the number one thing for me in my top five list of things that must be on a Wisconsin Supper Club salad bar is chocolate pudding. I'm telling you, it is in a vat oh. at the end of the salad bar. It is straight chocolate pudding. And I reserve at least a quarter of my salad plate for chocolate pudding. Isn't that dessert? So no. The salad is the starter, correct? Right? We, we're eating that. We're not in France. We're not using it as a palate cleanser uh, before the main entree. But so I noticed, so here's where the first thing I get wrong in this. I'm like, okay, so condiments aren't really what we're looking for. We're assuming right. carrots and tomatoes and all that yeah. stuff are there. Whatever, yeah. Right. Okay. But it's, this is the things on a salad bar that have nothing to do with salad. Got it. Yeah. And chocolate pudding to start with is disgusting. I love it, love but we don't want it right there. What if it, and it, what if it, you have your plates, now it's bleeding into your Thousand Island dressing. You can't have that. It's gross. I mean, I have filled uh, a soup cup with chocolate pudding before. I have done that <laughs> just so to make sure, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's an option for chocolate pudding at the end of that salad bar, 10 out of 10 times, I'm grabbing that chocolate pudding. So soup, salad, chocolate pudding. Uh, Trevor, that's a meal. Okay, that's a meal. For some. <laughs> right, not maybe when you're not, you know, seven foot two or whatever you are. <laughs> oh, uh, seven two. That's what you're going to use is seven two? <laughs> okay, six, eleven and a half, whatever seven, you want to do. But that, okay, so that, I get that. But the baby corn, do you just eat that or do you try to, do you get to eat it like that? <laughs> no, you just eat that. That's funny though. <laughs> just eat it regular like, okay. Oh, no, Listen, there's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of things that didn't make my list that I know are going to make other people's list. I've asked. Sure. My what list about, is like, not the same. What about like fruit? Do we need some of that? Like I, I like sometimes you go in there, and go oh look, some strawberries, some cantaloupe, you know that it's a melon, a nice sure. melon in there. I'm disappointed if there's not hard boiled eggs, but that seems I to like be a, a fairly common egg, thing. Sure. How do we feel about a craisin? Pass. Okay. Uh, same with uh, the golden raisin. I'm not putting that on a salad. Really, I like a craisin on a salad. I'm not I'm baby not, corn. 
hard-boiled eggs, broccoli if they got it, maybe some black olives. Broccoli is a vile weed. Nobody should ever eat broccoli. That's horrible. Wow. Yeah. See? Now you understand why this is potentially a debatable thing. Cauliflower, that's just a vile vile weed. (laughs) I feel like uh, this is the timing on this is good because it's Thanksgiving Day. And the last time you and I did a top five list in regards to food, it was what needs to be on our Thanksgiving plate. And there could right. not have been more difference in a top five list. Well, that's but that's because you're wrong. Now, here's the yeah. chance you're very you're, you could be right on some of these things. I don't know. Yeah. On this. But all right. What's your story in regards to supper clubs and salad bars and who owns them? What was that? OK, so you go to Vernon, Judy Krawcheck, and I can't forget her name. It's over on the east side. And you'd, you'd go into this place. God, what was it called? Not the stress. I hope it comes to me. So uh, we go in and we we've eaten there. I don't know a half a dozen times, and you're like, wow. Each of these, you know, every time you sit, there's not a really main dining room, right? There's kind of this room with a table or two, or this room with like uh, just one table. They're kind of private dining room, right? Like it's really a really cool place. And so I don't think anything of it. This is one of those things where you're just dumb until you realize it's right here. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, I said, you know what I think about this place is unique is because of, of the dining setup, the way it goes. And my dad, who lived on that east side where the, the highway now cuts through what used to be his parents' farm. Um, anyway, he goes, well, you know why that is? And I'm like, no, I have no idea. Because the place used to be a brothel. Jeez. That's why there's all these little private rooms, because it was for the ladies of the evening. And so that's that's why I set up that way. And there's a lot upstairs of the whole thing where they went. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that makes per-. And he said every once in a while when they'd go by and they were kids, they were always like tempted because they go try to peek in a window and oh, do all God. this stuff. But I'm like, that's why they have all these rooms. The summer club used to be sort of a completely different dining experience. Um, and now, <laughs> you know, there it is. And I think they're out, I think they've sold it. I think they're out of the business, Vern and Judy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Vern worked the bar and Judy was the host with the most. And uh, yeah, so uh, that is uh, that is I but I think that but I think part of this show, right, is I think that's um, sort of Wisconsin, unique Wisconsin, not as a supper totally. club, but there are stories like that everywhere, which hopefully totally. we find and cover and people let us know because it's something it's, it, it, that sounds in completely insane. And yet you're like, no, that actually makes perfect sense. Nope. Get it. Yeah. And I've heard of them being speakeasies before. Same like thing. some yeah, of these yeah, actually started as speakeasies yeah, and was, they built out from that, but not a brothel. Yeah, That's the first was, one. This was had a more specific purpose. Got it. Well, <laughs> back to the salad bar for a second. Let's just make sure you comment below in regards to what it is that you have to have on your Wisconsin Supper Club salad bar, or you're not going in, by the way, yes, old fashions, but they're not on the salad bar. This yeah, it could be that. Bar. And by the way, if you really want a nice salad bar, uh, the 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 Seymour Hotel, I don't know if it's open anymore. Seymour Hotel used to be great. Yep. Go down there, good fish fry, good salad bar there. Numerous of my buddies have been to the Seymour Hotel literally in the last two weeks. Ironically, okay, that's what inspired good. this list. There you go. At Prevea Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Green Bay, we know power starts with the hips. That's why Dr. Michael Ryan and our team of experts provide comprehensive and advanced hip care unlike anywhere else. Come to Prevea, where we can preserve your hips so you can pursue your goals. We are back, the Inside Wisconsin Show, Trevor, John, and Charlie Barons. Charlie, it, there's a fun question that says, who's the most famous person in your phone? Mine is Charlie Barron's. Like, do you realize oh, how crazy famous no. you have gotten? Does do you actually no. do you get it or not really? Oh, I'm regionally famous. 
that's about it. You know, you must not have a thick Rolodex in that phone if I'm the most famous guy, you know? If you're brought up here, by far, you're the most famous guy. And I think your tour shows that. John and I were talking before you jumped on just about how incredible it is that you can go to every small town in Wisconsin that has some sort of civic center and probably sell out two shows in a row. So what has that been like? I mean, you're on the good old-fashioned tour right now. I think I've seen it three times so far. Definitely going to see it again when you come here to Green Bay. But do you really feel that welcome of, wow, like, we get you, you get us? What's that like? Well, you know, I I do very much so feel that, and I feel very grateful that people have bought uh, all these tickets. And, um, of course, I don't really sit in that um, feeling for too long. I, I quickly go to the feeling of, oh, I better make these shows good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's – and maybe it's just I'm in that – that's a more comfortable place for me to be in is just making sure the next – Again, the next thing, the next joke, the next whatever that I don't often let myself think um, about, you know, how it may be very rare to sell out a show in, say, like Adam's Friendship, you know, or uh, (laughs) a couple in Wausau or something like that, you know, and um, and I I am insanely lucky. And the, the nice thing, the really cool thing about being able to tour around these smaller towns as you see these old theaters that they used to build in the um early 1900s that they just don't build anymore and they all have ghosts in them and they're they're cool ghosts too they'll drink with you you know and um but and the people are so excited man they're so excited because like not a lot of performers a lot of performers skip over uh those places you know they skip over the smaller towns and I would love to do the, you know, the smaller towns in more states. And we try to go to as many states as we can. Now we were just up in the UP too. We are doing Houghton. Um, and that was a very fun show. We did a couple shows up there. And uh, and then we went to Fish Creek after. And before that, we were in Marshfield, Wisconsin. We did two shows in each place. And that, that it, that the reason I guess I say we do two shows, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to break there. But what I am trying to say is that the folks who live in these towns are super excited to go out and 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 see a lot of uh, the entertainment stuff and say, so like and I just don't feel like enough entertainers maybe go there. So I I don't know how much of it is is me being popular and how much of it is is maybe I'm just going to places not a lot of people always go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'm giving away a, a secret there that that. You know, these folks are very hungry for entertainment. And then maybe other t- entertainers will get it on that. And then maybe in a year, I'm not selling as many tickets because, you know, they're Oops, like, well, sorry. I won't yeah. be okay. I'll feed your ego here. My 20 year old daughter, who's a sophomore at Arkansas, when I said, uh, hey, I'm interviewing Charlie Barron's next Tuesday because she watches your stuff. Yeah. First, first you got a heart emoji. Oh, nice. then you got, oh, slay, slay in all caps. Followed by love him and three exclamation points. Oh. I'm just saying. I don't know wow. the regionally famous is. Yeah, you're that's I don't even get that when I'm like, hey, I paid your car payment. Nothing. So <laughs> I think that's pretty you important. By the way, my brother went, my, slay all caps. Yeah. All caps. So you, I don't know you if you need that. Like, I can send you that if case there's another book and you need to like a, the, the review in the back. I can send you that. You can print that. <laughs> Uh, you know, is when that uh, testimonial is it come through? 
My brother went to school Michigan Tech for one semester. We had to go pick him up at the end of the semester in December or whatever in Houghton. First off, from Green Bay, that drive is unbelievable. You basically get to the North Pole. Oh, my. It's, yeah. And yeah. You, can, you can swim in the lake up there maybe August 12th. Yeah. But only yeah. for about eight minutes is all you can stand. Like, that place <laughs> is crazy. It's it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful you know, river, the snow, saw a lot of cool birds. My buddy saw a wolf, um, a lot of deer, uh, and nice, cool downtown. Man, it's a really cool city. And, and that's the other cool thing about touring around these smaller towns or what some people would consider smaller towns. Is it's a really, really cool. And you see how they used to build uh, cities you know, and 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 they don't often do it necessarily the way they do it now. So it's just it's just really awesome. How to, and how to go to some of these places? Sort of help. I don't know. Do you find material in some of these places that you're just like, I wow, that's uh, I have just been hit by a joke or an observation that is going to be uh, is is amazing and can be added to the repertoire. Oh God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's where it, that's where it really began you know i mean i remember I, I still remember this i was maybe uh 16 years old i was in fond du lac we we're getting some leeches over at dutch's the bait shop to go fishing uh with my grandpa bob my dad uh and uh yeah and, and we owned we were getting yeah we were going i can't remember what we were doing i can't remember what kind of fishing it doesn't matter but the bait shop guy goes yeah, you guys will be happy out there. Water's good. Ah, oh, clear as gin. I tell you what, can see right to the bottom. And just that clear as gin, me and my brother were like, do you hear that? You know? And um, and that that's just a funny, funny phrase. But it's just you hear little little pieces like that. Um, or I was playing pool with somebody and uh, I want to say, where was I? Bemidji, Minnesota? Uh, somewhere. Oh, Rochester. Geez, no, this was in Iowa. And I was playing pool and he goes, I, I'm effed by the, except he didn't say effed, effed by the fickle finger of fate. And, you know, that's kind of a, a after he missed a pool shot. So it's just kind of these, uh, these weird, um, funny things that people just say. But then also, like, you look at the, uh, the bars and how the bars are set up. And I love like the signs where you can change the words on them and what people decide to put in those signs, you know, um, it just tells you something about the place you're, you're in and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and kind of where you're, you know, part of where you're from, part of, part of where, I don't know, things are going, you know, mm -hmm. you see what's important to people based on what's advertised on the side of a bar or in the bathroom <laughs> of a bar. You know, what flyers they put up over those urinals can tell you a lot about a place you're in, you know? Yeah. I've been says we're going to response. Oh, sorry. My, go ahead, John. My friends uh, relish in, in when I appear in one of those because, you know, we're ESPN Plus now. We're everywhere. We're trying to get subscribers, you know, and there it is. And you're like, yeah, I see. I'm, I'm oh, great. I'm in the I'm in the bar there. I'm in the urinal at the uh, stadium view. That's awesome. That that's is, you, know, exactly. you have, you have a career validation. That's where <laughs> you want to be, man. That's some prime. I mean, people are on their phones all these days. When's the one time they're not looking at their phone? Hopefully, when they're taking a leave. <laughs> oh, that happens. No, that happens. 
I know what happened. We will re- but that, that's somewhat socially unacceptable, somewhat, <laughs> but it's, it's more socially acceptable. But we it, we can't lose the urinal flyers, guys. We've lost too many beautiful relics of a day of yesterday. We can't lose that. Anyway, nothing says that we're going to responsibly serve you at this bar. Like when you go take a leak saying, by the way, when you get pulled over leaving here, call this guy <laughs> and sh- and shut up. Yep. The, 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 exactly. You, you know, exactly. Yep. Yep. A thousand percent. Hey, what's the most important, what's the most important advice I can get out of the Midwest survival guide? Like if I need one thing to take out of that, what, uh, you know, what, especially, and not maybe for me, since I'm a native, I probably can work my way around. But if, but if I am Steve Levy, Long Island lived in Boston, you know, where, what's the one thing I got to let him know? You know, I think it's just that um, the sensibility that we have sort of comes from, there's like a humility here um, that comes from uh, maybe a combination of a couple things. One, from being flown over, and you maybe have this uh, underlying humility of, you know, decades and decades of being flown over, and then the double punch of the weather. And I think you kind of, you know, learn um, that life is not perfect, you know, and that you take the good with the bad, almost the way the seasons change, you know? Yeah. Like the weather might be better in California, but you know, they'll never appreciate like the sunset the way that we do, you know? And yeah, we might not have an ocean, but if you have a few old fashions and you start (laughs) spinning your eyes, Lake Michigan on a sunny day, looks like the Caribbean. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. And, and yeah, I mean, we got mosquitoes. We do have mosquitoes, but you know, uh, hummingbirds eat the mosquitoes and people like to look at hummingbirds. Also bats eat mosquitoes and they make tequila. But, um, you know, those are just, those are just a few things. Like you take the good with the bad, uh, and, uh, and keep her moving as, as they say. As they say, I think that's you. That's Trev, I hear, I'm going to read you. Here's my boy Levy. Who's got to go. He had to go do the Packers Rams game. Uh, on on the Hyatt better than Radisson and GB, and I said, well, oh, I haven't stated the Hyatt, but only one of them has a, conce- a casino. Then it's how about Spring Hill Suites on Tony <laughs> Tony Canada Boulevard? Finally, I said, dude, I'm the wrong guy. Just stay with my mom, uh, which he didn't want to do. And finally, so I thought I'd screw with him, and I said, why don't you stay at the W? And so now he was he was trying to find the W, and, and I'm like, no. Yeah. For Wisconsin, it's the W, and he's like, "You suck!" Um, <laughs> like he's, he's trying to find the the hotel to stay at in Green Bay. I'm like, dude, you know, apparently the Kohler was booked. But, I was going to say, uh, has he heard of Lodge Kohler? Like that's yeah, where I would that. think he would. So stay. he was. I don't. I, I think he ended up staying at the Spring Hill Suites. But you know, this is, this is what people run into here, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why they're not gonna. The Super Bowl would be hard pressed, but the draft is coming, so that'll yeah. be sweet. We do that. Yep. Uh, how do we feel about uh, Blaze Orange? Because I cannot find it in the '64 Crayola box, and yet I feel like if you literally want to talk about the fabric of Wisconsin, uh, right? This is this is our thing. It is. It is, and I'm you know, especially being so opposed to the Bears, to proudly wear. <laughs> something very close to the Bears colors to a Bears Packers game. I mean, that should tell you something about that color, 
you know, and I, I, it, it's got the love for deer hunting and, and that's what started really the fashion revolution of blaze orange. You know, um, it's now good in any season, but <laughs> especially good as soon as there's a bit of a nip in the air, you know, um, also required, also required by the DNR. I don't think yeah. any of us love looking like a pumpkin in a tree. That's there true. we are. That's true. The old pumpkins in the tree. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it started off as the, the requirement, but you know, and then the high vis shirts too, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it, you, you got your bright green neon yellow season, you know, and then you got your blaze orange season, construction season or deer season, you know, either way it's high vis, you know, if we're walking yeah. on the side of the road, you know, um, which some are cause they're unable to start their car because <laughs> they can't blow into it well enough. <laughs> uh, you know, they're walking home. Have you ever owned a car with a deer whistle? Do you have a deer whistle? No, no. Okay, that's good. No, I don't think they work. I'm pretty sure the deer whistles flew off of my grandparents' car when they smoked a deer. They don't. Work. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've heard of them. I just never knew them to be, uh, yeah, effective modes yeah, of deer deterrent. Charlie, make hay while the sun is shining. We've heard that saying here in Wisconsin before. There, there is something to this point in your career where literally you probably don't say no to much but yet is there a, an a, do you have an ability is there too much can you do too much i mean you got a yeah. podcast right the cripes cast you're on tour on the on the old-fashioned tour the good old-fashioned tour you do videos constantly online you're constantly collaborating with other people do you sleep i mean when what do you say no to oh, i say no to a lot do and i've had to start saying no to a lot and, um, but I'm still doing too much, still doing too much. I just, I'm trying to, um, figure out what to not do any more of. And, um, yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the tougher things. It's one of the, probably one of the things that people don't talk about um, as much as they should. Um, because yeah, you want to, you know, when I, I've been working since I was um, a kid, you know, I've growing up in a big family, um, I don't know. I just started working early. All, all my siblings did. Um, uh, at least the older ones, the younger ones are spoiled. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and I think you, you work and maybe you go through a, enough time where maybe you don't have, uh, some dough, you know? So when you, when you get an opportunity to do it, you do it and you want to take advantage of what's in front of you and take advantage of the opportunities from a career standpoint as well. And also follow kind of your passions and um and i've been doing that for quite some time and uh yeah it's a there's a lot and i'm you know i am trying to find trying to find ways to have more time but um at the same time i i keep taking on more so um yeah that's that's the balance that's the balance and i'm not great at it but i'm i'm working on it you know yeah. uh my mother used to always say a lot of times you know, don't laugh at him he's not funny you'll only encourage him did you have anybody like that? And when did it switch? So they go, no, no, we need you to laugh at him and encourage him. Oh, still not there yet. <laughs> uh, in my family, no, no one's encouraging me. No, they, they, they still give me hell as they should. If they were encouraging me or like being nice to me, I, you know, I wouldn't have, I'd have maybe six months left to live. That's right. And even then, I, I, I think they'd wait to like two and a half weeks before they started. Uh, <laughs> 
pretending to be sympathetic to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to minimize that. And you know what? I do the same for them. I mean, <laughs> it's their well, wedding and I'll give them crap. Sure. Know? Sure. So payback, you know? All right. Let's wrap it up with Charlie Barron's when we come back. Segment three, the lightning round is next. Charlie Barron's on the Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. JA, I am sorry that in real life, not yes. pre recorded, you're working today. It's Thanksgiving. You shouldn't be working today. So um, I may have pulled some strings, and uh, we will not be attending the program. Wow. After Did you play the I've been here 25 years card? After 25 years, for the first time in 25 years, I will have both Thanksgiving and Christmas Day off. 25 wow. years. That's the kind of clout I have now. Is that oh. I will not work either one of them. My guess is I'm gonna my ass is gonna be stapled to the seat for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. But 100 <laughs> percent I was just gonna say, you know who's working on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? That guy. Well, that's good, right. good for you. Enjoy the day with your family. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And look what happened. You don't have to work. Now you can have a Miller Light while you're watching the Packers Lions game. Thank you. On um, those things go perfectly together on a Thanksgiving day. Mm -hmm. It is um like it's that's the like it's the harmonic convergence of football. And the holiday and food and food and the holiday and the football, like it's just one big, it's one big serving platter of goodness. And you shouldn't have all that without washing it down, right? With a with a ice cold Miller Light. Or if and it's there's a, long enough because you get distracted by a lukewarm Miller Light, whatever it is. But it's just, you know, um, because there's a lot to keep track of. If when, I have a Miller Light open, I'm not getting distracted. I may though take a nap. Uh, there's a chance that that nap hits me right in the middle of that Packer game because, you know, it's not super fun. Come on now, keep the faith. All right, joy, 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 joy. Yeah. Well, all right. I keep the faith in Miller Lite. I'm glad it's connected with the uh, Packers Day on Thanksgiving. When's the last time we played on Thanksgiving? It's been a minute. It's been terrible, but and you know, we used to the Packers used to always be that opponent mm -hmm. to the Lions on Thanksgiving Day until Lombardi had enough. I want to say 61-62-ish, had his best team. They go over this year. They ran. They only lost one game, maybe the most dominant Packer team ever. And they go over there, and the Lions cleaned their clock. They sacked Bart Starr like a dozen times. None of this is really an exaggeration. And so Lombardi calls the office and goes, why, does, why do I have to go over there every year on Thanksgiving? And so Lombardi put the kibosh on that. You go, look, they played their – probably 20 years straight until Lombardi on that great team got hammered. Alex Karras and those guys just pounded him. He's like enough, you know, it's, that send the giants, send the Steelers. You, we're out. And you and Vince Lombardi, Vince Lombardi pulling the same card on Thanksgiving day. I'm not working. We're not working. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Well, it turns out it's not Lombardi. It's Lafleur, and we're working again. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller light delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLight.com slash inside Wisconsin. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Miller Lite and hopefully a Packers victory. It's important because 96 calories because you're going to eat a lot of other calories. So yeah. we, need to, we need to save where we can. Thank you, Miller Lite. Back to wrap it up with our guy, Charlie Barons on the Inside Wisconsin Show. All right, two for me, Charlie. First one first. 
when you know as many people as you do, and then all of us that know you like feel like we're your friends, yet it can't possibly be, your phone blows up, right? When we saw each other in Vegas, you had like 30 missed text messages. How do you keep friends? And, and how can you not be everybody's friend when, when you are as successful as you are? Oh, man, that's a wild question. Uh, yeah, no, it's very tough. I mean, it's tough because you are go, 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 go. Like I've been in the in the I've been trying to write this script for the past uh, few days and it's sort of in the last moments of that. And like all my energy when I'm not shooting videos or not doing podcasts or not, it's going right back in that script. And so then you're like, oh, shoot, what day is today? And then I looked at the phone today. I realized my grandma's birthday was yesterday. So then I didn't even call my grandma on her birthday. So I had to call her today and say, you know, what kind of a piece of crap grandson doesn't call you on, mm -hmm. on her birthday? Luckily, there were a couple other grandkids that missed that call, too. So I, Good. But, you know, you, you get to a point where you're missing your grandma's birthday. Mm, man, you're going to miss some friend, friend stuff, too. And I think it's just a wake up call to kind of dial it back if you can. A bit, you Fair, know? Yeah. yeah, I sat next to your grandma. At the show at North Star Mohican Casino Resort, it was right. it was an unbelievable deal. She had a gut feeling that you were going to be pulling her up on stage that day, and she was not happy about it because she can't really walk very well anymore. Yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, but mm -hmm. maybe that's the best part about your show, Charlie, is that you just happen to remember to capture things that every single one of us can relate to, and your grandma on that drive up, which I don't hope I'm not giving away part of your show here, but I have seen it oh. a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it's phenomenal. Talk real quick about her. And, and obviously, Grandpa Bob was the one that really inspired this whole thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my Grandpa Bob, he was very much the early inspiration. You know, I, I would just go fishing with him, hang out with him and just get bets, you know. And um, he, he died a few years ago. And then my grandma, she's my only living grandparent now. And um, we'll go to the casino and uh, on our way to the casino uh, and during that one show, I filmed it, you know, her friend Lois Bentley, Maya Marion, oh man, that whole podcast, I made a whole podcast out of it. And these guys just like unleashed. It was hilarious. And uh, honestly, you get to a point like that and you're like, I'm just happy I'm filming this. So this is a the fun thing for others to see. And, and they just don't even think there's a camera there really for the moment. <laughs> And I even sent them the podcast after. I was like, guys, is there anything you want me to take out? They're like, no, we're good with it. I'm like, all right, just maybe listen to it first. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, but they, they, yeah, they, they were cool with it. And I thought it was very funny. Hilarious. Oh, my grandmother was sneaky funny, too. I don't know why. She was just a, a buddy of mine. We went back one time and we were surprised her and we played cards. We were playing on a Merry Widow or whatever it was. And she's just like, oh, I'll take that. I can do that. Are you going to play? Like, she just starts trash on the, oh. But just really kind of, it's just, she was sneaky funny. Yeah. Cards, too. Like, I mean, that's oh. the way to get those folks right in there, uh, <laughs> right in their prime, you know, because that, that was the main form of entertainment. There was no yeah. social media back then. You wanted to, you know, hang out with people and there wasn't nothing to do. You come over and bring some cards and then, uh, and then. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cloud of smoke. That's all yeah. I remember. Cloud of smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. And yet, and and they can and they can they can be suffering, you know, early onset and having memory problems, but they can remember every trick that's been played <laughs> from every hand in the last twenty years. <laughs> it's an yep, yeah, and they'll hold grudges too. 
<laughs> well, you're sure you got to do that. So anyway. yeah. all right, I'm going to fire some quick ones at you. Okay. All right. And, and I'm going to help you out. Cause I know that, that no one knows Wisconsin uh, like you uh, is sitting in a duck blind considered a darkness retreat. Yes. Uh, how many L's in Milwaukee? Am I? Is that a trick question? One. See, I don't see any. And when I hear people say it, it's just Milwaukee. I never hear the L. I don't think there's any L in it. Well, do you see why I had to sit there and think about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's none. Uh, what what liquor do you prefer in your old fashioned? Oh, brandy. All these people, and they're like, oh, I need a Maker's Mark. I need this. And I'm like, Canadian Club. I'm like, I thought you put brandy in old fashioned. Yeah. Um, pickled mushrooms, yes or no? Oh, yeah. You, really? Pickled absolutely. Uh, early Wisconsin settlers, better job, fur trader or priest? Uh, fur trader, because you don't have as much guilt, probably. <laughs> probably. I don't even know, you know, when we're settling in the 1600s, if that was the case. Uh, yeah. True or false? Antetokounmpo is Greek for Leinenkugel. Uh, yes, I, I did see that was true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, name a Packers wide receiver. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, you got um, Musgrave. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's tight end, you know. Yeah. Um, you know what I like? He and I might go um, do a little bit of fishing. And so I've been talking with Brent about that, but wouldn't that be pretty gosh dang cool? You and you and Musgrave. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be good. I mean, because the other thing too is, hang on, I th I'm going to see if this picture is here. Um, I, so I was googling it. Um, okay. Oh, where the hell did it go? Uh I know you said this is a lightning round. Hang on. Uh, you know, you you understand. Oh, uh, okay. So, so I wanted to be like, because he's a big fisher. Now, this isn't official yet, but I'm, I'm hoping we can do it. But I just wanted to be mic'd up while we're fishing. I haven't seen a podcast like that. But the problem is if, you, if I get mic'd up while I'm fishing, like we're going to need one of those, one of those like, beeper things because I you kind of lose it a little bit you know and you don't real I didn't realize how much I swore when I fished until I filmed a video with my grandpa and then I saw him it, first of all my grandpa I know I'm going on like four tangents my grandpa was trying to clean it up toward the end of his life he's trying to not say the Lord's name in vain and and then uh so we were fishing he misses no he gets a muskie on and he goes get the night get the net Christ all Friday. He changed the almighty part and left the God's name in vain part. And I was like, oh, that is the funniest, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't realize people cuss when they fish. I thought you just sat there. No, are you kidding? No, because you, if you, if you miss it, you just get some right. pissed, you know? Yeah. Okay. At least in my family. Maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's normal. That's normal. Uh. Most you've ever paid for a meal? Oh, I I've picked up meals, mm -hmm. and it's been expensive. In fact, in Las Vegas, I did that for my opener and for mm -hmm. I I I didn't know we were at a spendy place really, and right. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Did they get like the double order of perch because that'll drive the price up? Oh yeah. Well, you know, those fish fries are getting up there these days, too. Mm -hmm. They are. Look at that right now. 
have you ever had a friend visit and apologize for the weather? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I apologized for the yeah. weather? Absolutely. Yeah. God, you mean, supposed to even be though so we don't have any control over that, you no, apologize for it. Apologize because, you know, you're in responsible for the good time. Okay. So. Uh, how much does it have to snow before I can officially use my snowblower instead of just a shovel? Fist. Fist deep. You got, and, and you know what? When we were kids, that was my dad's rule. Actually, my dad said, you got to go like this with a tip. So we got the younger kid out there in the snow to stick their hand in. They come in crying because their hands called and like, shut up. You know, that was funny. <laughs> um, last time you poked. Um, I did it during this video I shot in Vegas. So when I was in Vegas, I poked. Uh, on average, what percentage of people go to the wedding reception, but not actually the service at the church? Oh, I would say 30 to 50%. See, I had it like 80, 20. Like you just, you'd go, oh, there's 17 people at the church. And then there's 400 at the reception. You're like, where were these people? <laughs> When it happens. Uh, do you have any friends that are lactose intolerant? Uh-huh. You do? Yeah. Wow. Do you give uh, them trouble? No, they give me trouble because they eat the dairy anyway. Good. Uh, uh, how long is the recovery from a ruptured Achilles tendon? Oh, God. Um, let's see here. One year? Okay. Uh, unless you're Aaron Rodgers at six to nine months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's... <laughs> Um, from your house, give me directions to the bronze fawns. Yeah, well, so, uh, <laughs> what you want to do, and I'm going to skip out on one main street just to like <laughs> scatter the channels, but you get out on the Lloyd street. Okay. Over yep. there uh, in Milwaukee. Now you take Lloyd all the way down to 55th, right on 55th. You take a left on Washington, take that all the way down. Now that'll get you all the way down over by the Buck Stadium if you take it there, okay? Mm -hmm. Mosey on around there, right around the men, bend off the main drag, and then you get yourself on to, uh, uh, you're going to take a right on Water Street. From Water Street, you're going to take a right just over past the Paps. You're going to want to park in front of the Paps deal. Do it illegally. I do it all the time. No one cares. Get out of your car, walk over to the Riverwalk, take a righty tighty. Okay, and uh, then uh, you know you're gonna be you bring it. It's right outside that old Chinese restaurant place. I think it's Chinese restaurant no longer is there. You know, there's a lot of junk in the, <laughs> the deal, but you can't miss the Fonz. He is shorter than uh, you would imagine, though. Okay, but uh, he's got look for the blue, you know, the jeans. Perfect, it's and right there in the leather jacket, and he's right there. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, for those that are not from Wisconsin, if I say, yeah, no, for sure, am I agreeing with you or disagreeing with you? Agreeing. Very good. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you are very agreeable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your coming. Like, what's uh, real quick? What, what's in store? What's next? You got so much stuff. Like, what's what what takes you through the uh, end of the end of the, the year, end of 23 project wise? Okay. Um, uh got a tour and then working on some some script stuff um and then just you know just chilling i'm gonna try and uh chill after i get done with the tour dates i'm gonna try and do take a little break see some family do some ice fishing do some hunting get a deer uh this year and uh just relax i'm gonna try 
say that right here, but I'm going to try. Awesome. And we will see you here in Green Bay when you're here at the Rush Center towards the end of April. It is uh, easy to find your tour dates, Charlie. You don't need any help from us, but if you did, it's charliebarons.com. Literally everything is there on the website that you would want to know, except for Go Packers and F the Bears. That's that's uh, no longer on the website. Yeah, he said I can't sell them there no more. Oh, that's too bad. More is reason. Travis Kelsey coming to end of year shows? Because that would be really big. I bet a lot of people would think that's Dude. awesome. Yeah, I think that would be awesome too. I think my window for that had passed before we, he was an ultimate superstar. But all right, there that's a hard. Yeah, no, right now. That's a hard. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no. Very good. All right, Charlie, man. Good to see you, dude. Thanks Thank for doing you this. Guys. Thank you. It's uh, it's interesting to to speak with a comedian, right? Because we know Charlie Barron's to be one of the funniest people we see online or when we're at mm -hmm. his tour. And, and I wonder if there's that pressure to always be funny every time you see him or talk to him. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and there there probably is some. That's why I don't know. I, that's why I enjoy talking with people like that because you you just want to talk about them, right? I don't want to see the act. Uh, so hopefully people aren't just because I think he's just naturally funny in conversation on things like that. But it's yeah, they they're just you know they go to the grocery store and buy things regular and it's that. But um, he is just his he is an astounding wit, um, yeah, to be sure. And what I think is amazing about guys like that that have this keen observational sense is that they say something and you're like, that's been right in front of my eyes my whole life. How did I how did I miss that or how did I know that or I guess. I saw that and it's kind of quirky, but I didn't realize how funny or unique that is. And I think that's what's amazing about him is to, you know, he like he's got us pegged. And and in doing that, there's a lot of self-realization of who you are, mm, you know, time. when you when you take care of that. So he's uh, yeah, he's an amazing dude. We talked about a little bit earlier. There's this moment in his show and now he, he did a whole podcast on it. It's his yeah. grandma in the front seat his aunt in the back seat and one of their best friends, I believe. And he just stuck a GoPro on the windshield mm -hmm. and recorded the conversation. And <laughs> it is hilarious. But yeah. every single one of us have been in a car and had that conversation with our relatives. All of them. Every single one of us. In our lives. That's why it's so funny. Amen. We He's capturing those, it all. We have those relatives. We have those neighbors. We have those people at work. We have those people at church. We have like, we all like, that's the thing. Like he speaks to us. What I think is amazing is how many other people uh, outside of that find it humorous and laugh. And I hope they're not laughing at us that they think it's genuinely funny when it goes through, but he's, uh, you know, I'm glad that we were able to, uh, and he agreed to, to come back and, and visit with us again for what we hope is an ever growing and wider audience uh, for him yeah. and for us. Most people watching this didn't even know we had him on in episode number four. Yeah. Uh, but everybody watching this really looks forward to this part of the show. We call it John Wisconsin. What is the latest tale from your yesteryear? Well, first, uh, um, I just want to so usually I wear Wisconsin stuff, right? And I want to celebrate. I have UCLA. Uh, I'm being a homer. First off, their business school is the John Anderson Business School. School so of you're Mizzou yeah. guy. John Anderson School of Management there at UCLA. Uh, and one of their big career counselors, career coaches, and alumni directors is a guy named Dave Cooley, 
was a classmate of mine one year ahead of me, but Dave has uh, lived in LA forever. Dave Cooley, he works for it. And I was out there for a track. And he's like, here, I brought you this. It's the John Anderson School of Management. So that's why if people think, oh, look at him, he's lost his lead. No, no, no. Uh, it's very much Green Bay Southwest right there. So uh, the first one, I, this next one, as always, we call him John Wisconsin. It's not always tail of my youth, but since it, it goes to the Brewers, and as you know, um, I was I didn't take the council thing well. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting over it now, but I didn't take it well. Feel like it was some betrayal. But they've announced Pat Murphy as the new head as the new manager. Yeah. Pat Murphy, yeah. right? Which is fine because let's get the guy who used to coach the guy at Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, Pat coached at Arizona State University for 15 years, a long time. Took him to College World Series, and that's where I met Pat when I was working out in Arizona for those couple three years. What you may not know about Pat is he is the ultimate Bruce Springsteen fan. A huge, huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, that's always like well, he's always got some motto for his team that comes out of some lyric um, for his team. And so I, we were visiting one time, and I said, "Well, you know, I have uh, I have a copy, a bootleg copy of Bruce Springsteen's Winterland concert. Very famous. It was in December of 1978. It's when they debuted. This first time he played uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It was a very famous bootleg album." And Pat said, man, I, I would I would love to listen to that. So I bring Pat this. It's a three-record thing. I bring him this bootleg copy of this album, right? And it's just got a picture of, of Springsteen and Clarence Clemens just kind of taped to it. It's just, it's the ultimate, like, it's a really a bootleg find. And then I get a job at ESPN, and I leave, and Pat has yet to return the album. Oh, no. Still got, still got my album. He's been listening to it, and then... He's got things and I got things and now I got to get out of town. So Pat's got my album. Still? Pat's got my album. And about, I don't know, seven years ago, um, Doug Tamarill, one of their old SIDs, uh, comes out and he's he's doing something. Uh, he always runs sort of the press conferences at the Final Four and doesn't think. Anyway, he's like, John, I'm going to be out here. Uh, you got time. We'll go to lunch. It's great. And he walks in and he goes, here, by the way, I've had this for a while. Um, Pat returned it, but then he went off to the Padres organization after he left Arizona State and he hasn't and Doug hadn't been around. And um, and he brings the album back. No way. Yes. And so because I so wanted to show everybody the album, uh, it sits in my office for him bringing it back. And last night at 3 a.m. when I left after a game, I'm like, oh, my God. And I left the album there. But anyway, here's what I'm saying. Pat Murphy, upstanding guy, loves Springsteen. And years after I thought this was gone, he made sure he got it to the right guy, and the right guy made sure it got it to me. And so I now still have my uh, Bruce Springsteen bootleg copy of the Winter Love album. You got it back. Thanks to Pat Murphy. got it back. Upstanding guy. There's our boy Murph. Also, what you'll find about Murph, and hopefully we can get him on, he plays the nine game. So whenever he goes to a hotel – Whatever the room number is, it has to, he's got to figure out how to make those numbers into a nine before he'll go in the room. Like if he's in room 273, he'll go 270. Okay, 27 divided by three is nine. Interesting. If he's in like room 331, he'll go, okay, uh, three times three is nine times one is nine. Okay, open and goes in. Plays the nine game. Try that next time you go through. Because once it's in your head, you'll never walk by a room again. Like, got it. Two fifty. The nine game. I was in New York for the marathon, right? I'm in room 2427. I'm like, how do I make 2427 
into, you know, into the nine game. It's, it's, uh, it's very difficult when, you know, to come through, but anyway, this is a prize possession here in the studio. This is, this is a gift I got from my buddy, Jason. It was the prime days of the Brewers. I mean, look who's all on here, right? Like Manny Pena and Lorenzo Cain, Orlando Arcia, Ryan Braun there at the end. Yep. And right in the middle. Yeah. The this the, the whole thing is revolved around council. I think I think that's why it hurts the most. I mentioned it earlier. It's Jay, we designed inside Wisconsin around guys like council. So I mean Well, I'm but not, I told you, I think I've told you, right? He's not really from Wisconsin. Yeah, South Bend. I saw that on Sports Center. So there you go. That's the end of that. I did. <laughs> I, I, one of the few times I let it bleed out. But listen, I'm getting hassled by Nicole Briscoe, who couldn't be happier, right? That that he's joined the Cubs. So I had to fight back. Yeah, he did. It was yeah, perfect. And yeah, he's not from Wisconsin. He's from South Bend. Whatever. Uh, listen, I I wish the man well. I do not wish the manager well. I hate the Cubs with the uh, the power of ten thousand suns. You ever heard that? The fire of ten thousand suns. That yeah, too. Whatever. By the hey. way, before we go. Uh, the supper club, the sky top came up with the name. That was it. Burn and Judy, the sky top. Where, where is it? Former broth over there. Well, now it's, it's closed down because they retired oh. and they, they let it go. Uh, family business. It was just over on the, it's over on the East side. Um, I wonder uh, what it is today. I'll go and Green look. Bay, I'll see if yeah. I can't find the address and go and let you know Listen, what it is today. When they took this, when they took the sign down and they closed Wally's spot, you know, the whole East side really is, it's a blow. A lot they didn't of take things. down the. They didn't just take down the sign. They took down the whole damn building. What uh, they put there? A Taco Bell or a Chick Fil A or something or something whatever. like that. Yeah, is what it is. I know the old corner of, of Mason progress. and Maine. Wheels of progress. All right. Well, hit up a salad bar. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully, you're listening to this in a tree or tree stand, and you got your buck mm-hmm. knife ready. Even though I think that's bad luck, don't take it out there. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Uh, do a good job carving today, would you please? Um. Listen. Always, I am ready to go. <laughs> electric carver well yeah. for the for the big parts but after that you, you still got to be handy you know <laughs> i guess you could use a buck knife for that too but i <laughs> you know give it a shot listen i want to just once i listen to you guys oh i bow or i used a, a, a i use my rifle or i have a neighbor that uh, uses a like a black muzzle loader gun whatever yeah. it is, you know, yeah, black muzzle loaders, right right like i get your buck knife and just go out and grab one just jump on him and just get after him. Oh, Take him down like that. Be a man. No. Hunt and gather. Oh, uh, yeah, I am. Just By the doing way, it. Six deer. How much sausage does a man need? A, a lot. We feed the whole, everything we eat is revolves around venison the entire year. I've gotten two. We'll see if I can get six more. I split it with another family. I know the I'll boys send you some sausage for Christmas. You're the welcome. Boys, You're I know welcome. the boys are growing, but six more. That's eight deer. Do you need eight deer? Um, we eat it. It's not like it goes to waste. I mean, we I literally mean, how eat much it. are you eating? Eight of them? Yeah, eight? probably. Yeah, throughout the year. But again, I, I we split all the family. Game hens, they're giant. Whatever. We're oh. off track. Say goodbye. You're welcome. I'm goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, as you are Wisconsin Trevor John. We'll see you next time. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review. Smash the like button. Just get with us. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville.
and sit down.